Oh, we're starting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You love the hairs? Yes. Uh, Andy talked me into it, and I was like, I'm doing a corporate this week. Um, how do you think they'll respond? And then I found out it's not a corporate. Oh, it, well, first of all, your hair is purple. My hair is purple, you the guys. front part. Right. Not all of it. Not all of it. Right. So people right. will know that you dyed it and it's not naturally purple. It's but you're okay with that? Purple. Yeah, okay. I think I am. Uh, it is okay. It's good to know. Yeah, you know, it looks great. I love and it. I love it. I love it's it. super fun. Yeah. And um, do you have a set tonight? I do. Where? I'm at, I'm doing the C-Word show at the comedy store. What time is that? Uh, I think it's at either eight or nine o'clock. Can I, will... I have it? What? No. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? God damn. Come I'm, on. I'm hustling as hard as I can, Jackie. I'm not giving this shit away. I know it. Uh, I haven't gone up in a, in, I, I did a set, uh, I believe Friday night. And then that was the first set I did because I've had the stomach flu all week long. Eey. I've had a, a, a stomach bug or some darn thing. And, uh, and so uh, I've, I've had... Uh, so were you... Did you have to cancel spots? No. Good. You didn't but have I did not. I only you had didn't the, try to get one. I, I didn't try to get any. Right. Uh, and then... And I decided, because I didn't feel good, that, uh, that I would... Um, not try to get any. Isn't that's it, the, where that story was. I going. know that you were sick and it was stomach, t- tummy stuff, which th- leads to other things. Mm-hmm. But isn't it nice to, you, like, you can't go out. There's can't no pressure. Out. It's uh-huh. not like, oh, I'm being lazy. It's like, no, I'm going to shit on things. So I can't go out. <laughs> right. It was bad. Uh, and it's just almost better right now. Um, I, I, I did, I even went to Kaiser to go to Kaiser. Means that something's gone terribly wrong. Right. That I'm willing to deal with their telephone system and, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. But it seems like you uh, have, have had success with Kaiser. Always successful. Always a positive experience. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I don't want to. And uh, so I called up and I talked to, essentially you have to email your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> And then a different doctor calls you back right, four right. times until she finally gets a hold of you. Oh, God. And then she says, what's it like? Your sickness. And so then, they're doing everything. They, they're trying to troubleshoot uh, on the phone so yes. you don't come in. Yes. Okay. So that's fine. They mm-hmm. Essentially, I think they're like, eh, if she was really sick, she'd go to urgent care the year. That's a healthy attitude to have towards patients. Uh, it's a weird. It's, it's very it, costly. It's Right. It feels like. <clears throat> I talked to a guy, though, who told me that they weren't going to. Uh, do something and i said can you put it in my record and he said yeah yeah ah. and i knew that he was not going to put it on anything so good for him for making 15 bucks an hour he stuck up and, for himself yeah and and it's for the best so so what, what i'm saying is i went up on friday mm-hmm. at a golf course in van nuys oh on woodley and victory outdoor or indoor it was an indoor event, but I got there and it was dead. It looked like a j- like a horror movie kind of situation, because it was at eight o'clock uh-huh. on Friday night. Yeah, um, the driving range was lit. Yeah, and I was like, "Is it by the driving range? It could be. It's stand up comedy in Los Angeles, right? Yes, of course." And uh, 
the uh, um, so I go over there and there I see where the golf carts are and I see some some people golfing, driving range, and then I walk back and I can't get into the main club and I'm and Andy's waiting for me to go in so that I'm not murdered alone. He'd like to witness it from the car. Of course he would. And uh, so then I'm like one more shot on the third building, and so I go to the third building and there it is, a weird bar. Okay, and um um. The room slightly too well lit, sort of like a, a, yeah. a uh, like in a in a hotel conference room or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. L- Lutheran pancake breakfast is what it felt like. That's oh, okay. Kind of had it a little bit, but everyone was very nice. Yeah, and, uh, and there were several comics went up before me. And uh, is this a I monthly do, show? Every couple of months. Okay, and uh, paid a couple of bucks via hey, the Venmo. My name, more than welcome. Someone's uh, more than welcome to put my name in contention. At least three of the comics uh, were fans of Jackie and Lori. Oh, hey, audience had never heard of it. Of course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a demo. And it's a demo that doesn't pay for comedy. Exactly, <laughs> because they're giving comedy. Yes. Um, well, I, my mom, uh, yes. so I had, a, I had a show at Bar Lubitsch on Friday Yeah. and I get home from work. I have what I think is going to be two glorious hours because my son is with his dad. Yep. My mom is holed up in her room Yeah. and I'm, I can just be at peace and let my mind wander. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, her leg is covered with, um, uh, bruises, hematomas, and oh, right, right. Take is she on a blood thinner? Yeah, and yeah. she's so she was bruises like way. Easy. She took to way, way. It was way too thin. That right. blood was fucking thin. <laughs> so uh, I took her to the ER, and uh, I sat with her, and I'm like, I have a set, you know. Yeah. So uh, let's keep in touch. <laughs> I'm, so then I go, and I'm like, oh, I know she's gonna have to stay over. She yeah. looks awful. I was so. Yeah excited and then i get a text at bar lubich hey they said i can come home pick me up oh my god and i was so angry i've been angry for a day and a half because i i i i dreamed of the moments of being alone without her Mm -hmm. and i was so excited for them and when they were savagely taken away from me you were sabotaged your psyche was sabotaged i wish i had never known she could have been in the hospital that night right Oh. And then I just been because so, then I had been meeting with architects to try to figure out something. Yeah, and everything's too expensive. It's just I can't justify it. It's like I no, I can't do right. it. So now I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I'm just fucking cornered here like a fucking right. rat until yep. and I and I'm you know have to wait till somebody dies before I can be happy. I hope it isn't you. Me too. <laughs> right. You. Right. I know it. It would be such a great story if. I died in a car accident on the way home from her funeral. And then what? Driving oh, the to my house for the first funeral. time. <laughs> yeah, and say she dies right after my son goes to college. Right. Right. So I'm finally looking at an right. empty nest. Six years from I now. I had the Felicia Michaels life, uh-huh. and then I die in a car crash on the way to my house. That's going to happen. <laughs> I know it. Because it's one, you will have had one day alone. Um, in my entire life. In your entire life. Well, uh. Please don't write that. Well, write the screenplay, and then it won't come true. Isn't that how it works? Yes, Isn't that magical how thinking works? totally works. Sure, it's a uh, magical thinking. It's, and I, uh, I and then I was at um, at Comedy Magic last night, I, and I had three okay sets. Yeah, where, like I just had to wrestle a lot, you know. Or did you do like the main room, the patio, yeah, the yeah, main yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, nice. And then I, then I just left, and I was and that, and my mom, and I'm like. I don't want to be in my skin anymore. Right. <sighs> I, um, Andy was like, well, this is clearly uh, stress. And I was like, what do I have to be stressed out about? I'll tell you what I have to be stressed out about. Um, 
that so we did our taxes last week uh-huh. and my so my brother calls me he's like you saved the money of course and i said yeah we pay quarterly both andy and i forgot to pay quarterly oh, for two years oh really for tw- yeah for 2019 and for 2018 we're in 2019 so we had to come up with a great deal of money. Oh no! Guess what's we've 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 taken a hit in the prudent reserve. Yes, we have a prudent reserve. Our savings. <laughs> I call it the prudent reserve because <laughs> right. I've never had a prudent reserve in my whole life. Right, right, right. And um, and it's been great to have such a thing. And we, it's fine. I'm going to uh, I'm going to Comedy Works this week, so I'm going to make good money. Sure. I'm also and um. But it was, I was like, what just happened? And uh, oh, that yeah. hurts. So I, it, yeah, but I don't... Andy was like, can we have envelopes? Can it be in the calendar? Yeah. Can we make sure that we're doing this? And I was like, yes, yes, we can do it now. Now that we've, we both thought the other one was doing it and neither one of us was doing oh, man. it. man. I have an accountant that sends me a terrible email every three months. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Why don't you forward that to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I realized also like, like I don't have much in savings. Like I have, I put as much as I can in retirement yeah. and uh, my son's college. Right, okay. I shovel it in there. Yeah, but I if if something were to happen, mm-hmm. I don't have. You, you don't I'd have be, six months. I don't have a lot. No, I don't have. I don't have three months. You don't no. have three months. So I should. You know. I mean, I've been taking a couple expensive vacations. You know, with my son, trying to create some memories because I'm going <laughs> to die. Right. We've already seen that. So, you know, I have spent some money, but right. uh, so d- I, I there, there might be time to do a lateral sort of yes. just to t- twist around a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. You got, yeah, you got time. Did he read those manga or he, any of them? He's read one. He loves it. He and, liked it. Uh, yeah. Okay, school okay. is kind of intense. Yeah. School's intense. It's probably hard for, for him to do any recreational reading. It's, yeah. um, that's the only kind he likes is, uh, any sort of anime reading. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's because it's, it's. I mean, the story's great, but there's pictures and there's well done art. That's right. My son Not likes pictures. to read things with pictures. <laughs> no, I've done a great job, Jackie. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not pictures. It's art. <laughs> and uh, oh, he would say the same. And he would be right. Right. Um, so we're both right. You're wrong again. Oh again my and gosh. Again. Me and the boy. At we're least they switched my couch around. I know so it looks great. I'm so what are you going to do my, in here? The pool. Oh, that thing needs to be. Everything needs to. Everything's old. I just bought. I got this. I bought it in a panic, and right. Um, uh, and so things need to be redone. You think or? Oh, every. Oh, yeah. That thing is. Every. Yeah. The filter. It's. It's so Not, much expense. Oh yeah. So we just came down. Uh, we went up uh, to spend time with Andy's mom. Yeah. And because I haven't been since July fourth, right? I was pointed out, right. and uh, <laughs> that because she likes me and I like her, yeah. and so we would. I, but she lives three hours north of here, so uh, we're driving back to you know actually in the house as we're leaving because we could literally just go overnight. Yeah, and I've been having this stuff. How long is it? It's just a two-hour drive, right? Three. Okay. So, uh, but it's and, through Central California. That's the pretty part people don't realize. <laughs> uh, you're right. The 99, everybody. Get on it. <laughs> we went out to dinner last night. The fanciest dinner. Because I literally, ever since they moved, uh, ever since they moved out of Lindsay into Exeter, the moms, I've been like, there has to be somewhere to eat that isn't fucking Porterville or Straw Hat pizza right right and so i have found so many great restaurants in visalia and in um in exeter you gave yourself a an assignment right and uh so last night i was like 
the, there was part of me that wanted pizza for mm-hmm. some because my stomach was feeling better. I was like, well, let's jack it. Anyway, um, but the. But neither of them wanted pizza. Okay. So we went out to dinner in Visalia. We went to an amazing Cajun restaurant that d- d- had more than just Cajun. That seems like it's not good for it. Right. Like you should spicy. be having toast. Right. Well, I, uh, I, I, I had, I just had uh, my acupuncture. I have a team. You know, I have a, a hippie team. Yeah. And so last week I did all of it. Wait, because you did I felt- acupuncture and Pilates and-, and and rolfing. Oh my god! Yeah, I went to my rolfer. He's got a. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Uh, he's been watching the boys. Anyway, just oh, a, I've heard it's good. Uh, right. Well, I know a lot about it now <laughs> uh, because it was a two-hour session. Is, are you feeling better? I'm feeling so. I'm feeling human. What for the first time? Is it the rolfing or the Pilates? Uh, the uh, acupuncture and the my chiropractor. Oh. I saw everybody. Wow. I went a- and Kaiser. Wow, that was that's like a tour of seven different facilities. Exactly. And I was like, no, I was going to take this week off. And I'm like, no, no, you're doing it for you. Yeah. This is all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I was hoping, to, like you were saying, just to lie here and do yeah. fucking nothing. Right, right, right. And But I didn't feel well. So, um, so like my shoulder has been jacked and the rolfer guy fixed my shoulder almost entirely. Uh, wow. The, Pilates, the PT person at Kaiser kind of... Uh, was of was of help, uh-huh. but uh, was not as helpful as the rolfer. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, you're going to get a rolfing session tomorrow. That that will that will help more than me." And she did give me exercises, and um, and she was talking about posture and stuff, yeah. and it was helpful. And then my Pilates lady was like, "Go." She was the one who made me go to the it's a great story that goes on for we have two hours, dude. Yeah, so, please, two, we're doing two today. PT guy, um. She made me go to the PT person because she was like, "I can't give you exercises unless it's." Your doctor, someone should tell you what you shouldn't be doing, who has more experience than me, your Pilates instructor, who I think right. I'm doing it for physical therapy reasons. Yes. But she was like, how about see a real person too at, with a degree in, in physical therapy? Yeah. So, and then I went to the chiropractor because my neck has been all jacked and he did an amazing job on my jaw and my neck. And then I went to my acupuncturist who was like, you have a stomach flu, and it's either a virus or it's a bacteria that needs antibiotics. Wait, the acupuncturist can tell that? From how? From uh, putting we, things in you? Um, well, now here's where uh, science people uh-huh. and Andy Ashcraft yeah. will go, are you going to see a Western doctor? Uh, but here's <laughs> the thing. is right. My acupuncturist is a 75-year-old Chinese woman trained in acupuncture and been doing it for a thousand generations. Right, right. So it is... Uh, diagnosis in acupuncture is done through the pulse and through looking at your eyes and your tongue. Is it? Is so, it, do you think is it purely uh, racism or yes? What? <laughs> <laughs> it applies to every situation. What is happening? Well, why acupuncture is sort of it, it's not embraced by uh, quote Kaiser or the you know the establish medical establishment because it's mostly preventative. And there's no money in preventative sure. medicine. Okay, they're and but and, and they're wrong because I've given her thousands. I was of just going to say, yeah, it yes. seems expensive. It uh, yes, and uh, and she's retired, and so now I have to go to her house in Alhambra. So I haven't been to see her in three months. Okay, so it was actually very expensive because she gave me a, a month and a half's worth of herbs. Oh, because I'm going to France. Anyway, right. so um, but okay, so it's done. What it is is it's and and it's. It's a, it's an ancient science, 
Mm-hmm. And and as as much as but it's more based on on non pharmaceuticals, right? There right. are herbs that she gives me that are good for me, but they're not it's not like you like she said, So your shoulder hurts, what mm-hmm. are you doing? And I said, I'm taking ibuprofen and she's like How's your stomach feel? And I'm like, well, it hurts. And she's like, oh, I see. And um, so, well, uh, yeah, ibuprofen is not good for you long term. Well, it can. I mean, it, nothing's good for you. Right, right. Long-term. It turned life is actually uh, terrible, de- uh, terminal, very deadly, terminal. Yeah. <laughs> what are you writing down? Oh, I just, I, I just bought a uh, bullet, a magic bullet, because my son has braces, oh, so yeah, now yeah. I have to mush a bunch of th- stuff up because he can't eat it with his braces. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two of them love everything I make in the bullets. So guess what? I have two new tasks I have to do every fucking morning is to make make Juices smoothies for, for people. Right. And we're going through fruit. Like, oh, I, I can't tell you. Because you can keep bananas forever now. And it's, it's so expensive. And I have to keep buying fruit. Right. Are you oh. a member of Costco? I would never go to Costco. <laughs> you can get things in bulk at Costco. I'm not going to go all the way to Costco. Costco's no, right can't. here. You live 12 feet from Costco. No, I can't. I don't live 12 feet, and I Did can't. Did you hear that Whole Foods is taking away the benefits from part-time workers? It's so shitty. Yeah. It's so shitty. Yeah. Amazon. I th- that guy could rot in hell. That guy is could eat a bullet. just the part-time, or is it full- Just the part-time. <sighs> And, and it I'm was sure one of the, it was one of the reasons one of the why perks. I, yeah one of the reasons why I wanted to work at Whole Foods when I first moved here. Guess what, Jackie Cation isn't Whole hmm. Foods material. I was they passed on me, me and my degree. That sucks. But Trader Joe's scooped you right up. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not go to Trader Joe's, which I understand they they still have benefits. But um, yeah. Um, okay. So are, yeah, are, have you been obsessed with the Shane Gillis SNL story? Only, only because everyone around me seems to be super intense yes, about it. Yes, there's the Bill Burr thing from last week, For, and now there's did you the watch Shane... his special? No, no, I'm not going to watch it. I watch stand up comedy live. It was really good. Would you like to know it was, that uh, parts I, of it? It was so there were so there were so forward, many parts I loved. I want to see Ed Mabry again. I worked with him in Charlotte, Charlottesville. Okay. He just moved here. Yeah, Ed Mabry. Yeah, he gave me his card to remind me of who the hell he was, and uh, I ran into him at the golf course the other night. I saw a lot of great Jackie, comics. Jackie, are you selling me something right now? Uh, what you, you, you interrupted comedy. my story with a business I'm selling you card. live comedy. Why are you watching okay. it on television? Anyway, so there were many funny jokes because Bill Burr is very funny. Oh, yeah. There was some really great stuff. And he had he had it, it he had some stuff where it's like, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he starts going in it. Right. And you're like, oh, God, please, God, no. And then you're laughing anyway, which is my favorite kind of laugh, right? You're laughing anyway? Or yes. you're laughing because he's made a, a good point with a good punchline? No, it was... It was, it was a bad point with a good punchline? No, it was no, it was just a funny... It was the first... He had two chunks, which I thought were interesting in the, in the way he put them. He had a wheel... Uh, uh, talking about um, uh, actors in wheelchairs, you know, wanting to be playing actors in wheelchair uh, playing parts in wheelchairs and movies right so he had a he had a like his opinion i didn't agree with right but the jokes were so funny i loved him and then so bad point good punchline. well different point different point good punchline uh i don't know if it's bad i would say it's oh Here's the thing about the difference between opinion and okay, but go okay. ahead. So then later he starts talking about Stephen Hawking, and I was like, oh god, I, oh no, here He's we go dead. again. I had a Stephen Hawking joke, but his his take on him was so it went a completely different direction. It wasn't based on the wheelchair, and I was wondering if he 
intentionally did the first wheelchair bit first just to have people have that feeling of oh my god here we go again right right and then he goes a different way Mm because that that also made it more funny to me as well i heard about the uh, the disabled actor joke yeah where i mean and the thing about disabled or differently whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. if there's an actor who has cerebral palsy and there's a role for someone with cerebral palsy the actor with cerebral palsy should have a shot at it. Sure. Because but they don't get to do the other things. Sure, sure, sure. That, whatever, right? The lead is always going to go to Daniel Day-Lewis, though. As long as... <laughs> but he, you know, I, the movie star gets the big role. Well, right? wh- what about this? What but, about this? What if you put a lot of movie stars around him? And then you pay him poorly, like that woman got paid poorly uh, for the Asian, uh, the rich Asian sequel. Oh, right, right. Uh, the writer? Yeah, the, the writer. Crazy Rich Asians? Right, right. So you just pay the disabled person shitty, and then you pay the famous people around them that are selling the movie really well, and then uh, you can be, we can all be mad about that, but the guy who... Terrible idea. But then the guy with CP gets to play the guy with CP. Hear me out. I'll hear Let's you start pushing actual movie actors off cliffs so they become disabled. Interesting. And then, After yes. the training? Yes. After all the training of how to right. be a really great actor? So now you've got Daniel Day-Lewis... Completely. Who actually has a limp yes. or some fucking Right, thing. right, right. All right. We're making friends. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I have to say that we're... we're it's, but, uh, I, but here's the weird thing, like, and I was very interested in response to Bill Burr's, like, uh, you know, when there's, like, there's all the alt-right sort of, like, Ben Shapiro, Daily Caller, Daily Wire, that okay. kind of, there's, like, SJWs are gonna fucking freak! And it, it's... It, it, it's so it's so strange how how some chunks or jokes are seen as a cudgel against another group of people. Yeah. And but it's not just them. It's it's like, you know, when you see when there's late night stuff and it's like Trevor Noah destroys President Trump. Mm-hmm. It's that whole comedy that can be used by one side to attack another side mm-hmm. in theory, right? right. Or that's the way the headlines are written or that's how people interpret it. Like they like a joke because they think did you somebody else is going to hate it instead of just laughing at a joke. Right. Did you see that Stuart Lee PC I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was so great. He, right. He's I mean, so funny. he's yeah, he's great. But the um, the I've already we, forgotten the whole thing. But I did watch the whole thing. Well, it was it was how uh, PC structure is killing America, and right. how it is being, and then it gets uh, it it gets made so specific by his grandmother, who just wants to have a oh, cup of tea yeah, yeah, at, yeah. The, right, at the right, right. at the uh, getting her hair done. Yeah. So, but the th- with how. First of all, we all know that right-wing comics aren't funny. They just aren't. So if Bill Burr is funny, he's clearly not right-wing. <laughs> How about that? True. And uh, so because... And the, I mean, the, 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 the jokes, there's a certain amount of... You know, there's all this discussion that, that people give too much. Did you see Carmen Morales' tweet about uh, no. uh, about who's yelling at paintings? Remember that? Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that whole thing about art. Stuff, yeah. And uh, she's forgetting that people do yell at paintings. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, uh, Hannah Gadsby yelled at a painting to great acclaim. Right. And early. Right. And and. And before television and radio, people used to yell at paintings a lot. Okay. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, uh, so things pe- were ordered to be covered because they were too. So there was nudity or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy who this is not a pipe. 
You ever see that uh, painting of a pipe and underneath it it says this is not a pipe? No. Well, he's an old-timey artist guy from the early 1900s. Okay. This is going to be a real, real fun, dork forest kind of moment. You stop commenting on your stories and just fucking tell them we're interested. Are we? Okay. So here's the scoop. The same guy who did This Is Not a Pipe, he uh, did a sculpture called The Fountain or Mm -hmm. Fountain. And all it was, and this is in 1905 or something like that, was a urinal that he put in an art museum entitled The Fountain. <laughs> and um, there was outrage. People right. were like, it's a urinal. Right. And he's like, it's art if I call it art. Watch me do it. Maplethorpe, right? Yeah, Who, maybe. Uh, no, Maplethorpe yes. with the kids stuff, right? That was the, that was the uh, photography. Yeah, guy. I don't know. I don't think it was pedophile. No, no, no. It, it was, he's, he's the guy that was really good friends with Patty uh, Smith. And uh, he, you know, he had art that was considered, re- it was like religious art. It was, you know, uh, offensive to Jesus or Christians or Catholics or whatever. But I've seen I some, mean, so, some real nice basketball Jesus. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> but I mean, there is this sort of like uh, a bit of male bonding type of comedy that seems to get a response. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure it gets like laughs. Like from like if you is look it applause at, break comedy? Yeah, which but, I which I just tweeted that know, people need to use it sparingly. But, I've I've done it. I'm not above it. Sure. And I, and I think like, you know, these are awful terms, but like, like super quote woke comics also do it. You know, yeah, everybody does there, it. There's jokes that either, or they're not, maybe they're rants or and they're not jokes actually that get and people. Bill Burr is a ranty comic. But his, he had a ton of great stories and stuff in his special. Great. Uh, but but uh, he's he's super powerful ranty guy though. Yes. Uh-huh. Sort of like Augie Smith and Doug Stanhope. Right, and, right, right. And, yeah. Um, so it's sort of there's the 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 that kind of I guess right wing is kind of activates this anger that the audience might have, and the left wing is is very um, intellectual, you know. Of uh, uh, yes, I uh, applauding that because you agree that it might look great as a tweet, but it's not a laugh getter at a nightclub when a when you're get, being served drinks and there's a check drop, and with the right wing kind of comedy it's sort of just getting the audience you're like angry. you got to say a thing that 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 people were told not to say that word and you right. said it's so a we're going to applaud because you're you said the n-word or i saw right. somebody uh, but okay but um yeah i don't know i weeded off but um there's a point well, to this so so did you watch um what do you think of it i i think snl's not gonna fire him Oh, probably not. I think they'll just kind of let it right. die down. Did as it will. It was uh, it was Tisdale, Jenny Tisdale's tweet about no. it. She said, "If you would have, if you would have said a sentient hoodie was a racist, I would have not been surprised." <laughs> and uh, and that's what she she called him a sentient hoodie, mm, okay. which was funny. I don't um, know him. You know? Uh, I don't know him. Uh, I I don't know any of these people. Right, but um. Well, well, it'd be great if it'd be great if it wasn't so dude broy. You know, the thing is, is right. when you do, and 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 the and the rising tide of all these sort of good to mediocre male comics just getting on the on the backs of this, right? right. And just going, right. he was funny. Don't worry about it. It's none of your business. You were correct. It is none of my business. Everyone can do whatever they want to do, and I don't have to watch it. Yeah, you know. Uh, and but the. It's not what I. It's not what I want out of stand-up comedy. But then, yeah, it's but but you they, know what? But what they I have an audience of, that wants that. Yes, right. What and, I want out of stand-up comedy, it turns out, is what I perform. 
Yes. <laughs> and that uh, is, yeah. is what I'm aspiring to. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, just uh, screw it. It would be, I would, I would say to young comics that it's a bit of a cop out for me. You know, it doesn't feel like I had a guy when I first started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Remember Lou Deck? Did you ever uh, meet Lou no, Deck? I think I did. That's a great name, though. It's a great name. Florida comic. Okay. With all that that means. <laughs> and uh, the. Uh, Todd Todd Berry's from Florida, so is Alan Havey. And Brian Regan. That's right. And a lot of great comics are from Florida. And Carmen Ms. Morales. Mr. Top. Carrot Top. And um, uh, yeah, and a guy that I opened for who... Tom Rhodes. Uh, Tom Rhodes, also from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it doesn't mean what uh, what I thought it meant. <laughs> no, I think it still does. <laughs> we, There's trouble, We found the guys. eight that rose above it, and uh, <laughs> keep going, Jackie. So... Um, what was the point? What was I talking? Uh, Lou story. Deck. Oh, Lou Deck. Okay. Yeah. So when I first started in stand-up comedy, it was at it was at this club that Bill um, Kinison owned, right? Right. And there were six of us, and um, all of Sam Kinison's friends who were willing to work for two hundred and fifty dollars for the week plus air and a shitty apartment to stay in in Madison, Wisconsin, came and did stand-up in the eight months that Bill Kinison's club was open. That's friends in the eighties, right? Eighty-four. That's not terrible in eighty-four. Two hundred four. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, this plus was there. That's not terrible in '84. Well, it doesn't matter, it, and nobody had 45. Oh, right. They were all they were all comedy store comics. Okay, who were friends of Sam's. Okay, that weren't headliners. Okay, but were funny, and some of them were funny, some of them weren't. Yeah, and um, they were all two or three years in. I think Lou might have been six years in because okay. uh, what he did was he had he made us do, and when I say made us, kind of made us where he was like record your set and then I'll go over it with you. And I had to go to his apartment where he was being kept. Oh my God. Right? By Bill Kinison and sit there and listen to Lou Deck re, re, start and stop my Walkman. Oh my God. The recorder. And every time I swore, he would stop it and go, you know what? Let's listen to it again. Oh. Me just saying fuck over and over and over again. And then uh, he said, you know, a couple of things. And he never, also, I'll give this to Lou Deck. He didn't say nobody wants to hear women swear. I've heard that a thousand times right. in the 80s and 90s. But, um, and today. Mm-hmm. But the, um, what he did say was something that kind of stuck with me. And it's a, it's a choice that I make sometimes. Sometimes I choose to swear because it's easier. Because it makes a shocking statement. Yeah. And he said, when somebody swears when they do stand-up comedy, it's because it's laziness. Uh, for the most part, they've chosen not to find another word that mm-hmm. would have fit right there, that would have also made that joke work. And so, and and his his whole thing was, don't do it, don't do it. It makes you makes you sloppy. It's cop out. Don't do it. Yeah, that there was like that that was happening a lot in the eighties of men of comedy coaches just oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, you got to keep it clean, keep it oh, clean. There was so much keep it clean. It was ridiculous. Yes. But uh, to the point of boredom, right. I'm, I met a ro- I featured for a road guy who was like, I'm keeping a TV clean. And I was like, you're mind numbingly boring. <laughs> uh, please talk about jerking off in your hotel room. <laughs> and uh, so, but the, uh, um, but he, I will say that that is true. There is always another word. For fuck, right? Mm-hmm. There is always a better punchline to make fun of. If you're going to make fun of the disabled, if you're going to make fun of the retarded, if you're going to make fun of black people, uh, the punchline better be fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. It better be the best fucking. Because the thing is, is there is another joke with the existing punchline that you have. Like, 
I, you, I, wait, I you've wish... gone off on two things. You're saying swearing and then making... Right, I, I'm just saying that the cop-out that is swearing right. is also an uh, easy target. Oh, easy targets are also a cop-out. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Just because it's, to some extent, it's lazy writing. Yeah. If you've chosen to do it for a real reason, like, no, no, I want those dude bros that are like, yeah, fucking get the disabled actors. Those people should fucking rot in hell. Right, right. You know, if, if that's your aim... It's an interesting aspiration. Knock yourself out. Uh, or you're just doing it because of laziness. You have, there's only two reasons to do it. One is laziness, cop out. Yeah. Or two, you're trying to be mean. And you're trying to connect with those mean people in the audience who want you to go, yeah, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. And those are both choices that that person can make. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would say, I would recommend from my point of view, and this is entirely opinion, don't fucking do that. <laughs> how about you don't how did you just a- say don't do that jackie i did me and lou deck are the same i should move to florida i don't necessarily think swearing is a cop-out it's how a lot of people talk now and it, it's sometimes i swear more on a new bit because i it's not funny find the words. yet yeah well it's not funny yet i i have an idea i'm rooting around and at least I'm guaranteed some <laughs> some right? sort of reaction or people aren't just leaving the room, right? Every, yes, and I do um, that too. Yeah, everyone does that. But, and everyone who says that they don't swear in a new bit because they're rooting, not rooting around yeah. is lying. I mean, it's frustrating to, Try to, to know find you're the right something, you're close and you're not there. And it's, it's fucking frustrating. Right. I think we're there, by the way. Hang what? on a second. Let us do the comic of the week. Oh, we've read a half hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so our comic of the week is Tiffany Stevenson. Yes. British comic here in the United States. It's at Tiff Stevenson, yes. S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N. Very funny. Very funny. She's at the Lyric um, very soon. Lyric Hiberian here? Yeah, in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. And I think she either is or was just in Brooklyn or in New York right now. But she's she's real funny and uh, she's out here. Yeah, so uh, find Tiffany Stevenson and, uh, and go watch her stuff. I... Um, and then we should take a max fun break. Okay. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show, and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. So here's like, I do think SNL is sort of like, it's like the, when they're announcing the new people, it's like, who's been drafted by the Patriots or something, right? right? right. People get very invested it's in it. It's your fantasy baseball team. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't pay remotely as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's an institution. It's not a government institution. So 45 minutes. What? Yeah, for, for 45th year, right? Something like that. Yeah. But, but, uh, that people get very uh, interested in who's who was picked out of everybody, you know. Yeah, especially people in our industry, they get yeah. very invested into who who it is and who. So, do you think that Shane, these three people who I will never watch and except on clips on YouTube, right? Uh, 
Do you think that they all have strong character work? That's why they hire people, right? Well, uh, Chloe uh, does. Okay. And Bowen. Who are the three? Bowen Do you Yang. Their names? Uh, Chloe, I forget her last name because her Uh Bowen Yang was a writer on the show, and he, okay. he's also he he's very funny. Uh, I don't. Oh, know he, he does came a up through the writing program. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of neat. Well, I don't, it's not like a program. He just got hired no, as a writer, right? But yeah. I mean, it's a. It seems like a cool way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for him to have gotten the job, right? Yeah. So uh, and and Shane, do we know anything about him? <laughs> but it's, what's funny is like, okay, so so he he there's you know video of the podcast, right? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, that just on a separate note before we go into that, podcasts count. Oh yeah, people are fucking listening, mm-hmm. and uh, they might even be listening at one and a half. Like yeah, you can speed it up, right? <laughs> but they're remembering shit, and uh-huh. it counts. If you're a comic, it counts. Mm-hmm. So, for some, you know, it, like you, I, you and I were talking on a couch right now. It doesn't feel like this conversation could harm our careers, or it's being listened to. But <laughs> by yeah, anyone. but I mean, it could. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, that shit counts, and you know, I I'm glad. When I was a younger comic, everything wasn't being recorded. Yeah. And I got to fucking try shit and bomb, mm-hmm. you know, uh, without anyone paying attention. Although this, what the the thing was is that that clip wasn't of him bombing at, at a stand-up, you know, club. It was, he wasn't doing stand-up. He was doing a podcast. He was talking. A live podcast, which was panel, right? Essentially. No, oh, that one. But the initial one was him with his a friend. They ha- they have a pretty successful podcast. That oh, just themselves. Yeah. Okay. So and that's when he started saying you know all the Chinese stuff and um and you know, I think the explanation was well it's a character. <laughs> but were you wearing a hat, dude? If you're doing like a a really racist character. Make sure you take acting classes first so we can see you <laughs> right. go into character. Because it didn't seeing, look like character. It, looked, it, it sounds like it wasn't a character. It was his character. <laughs> and, and you know what? He's allowed to be that way. And he has an yeah. You know what I mean? That can all exist. But, but when you get called or up to... Or let us say it will exist with or without our approval. Right? Well, no. I, I, what I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm not trying to censor anyone. Uh, you know, if, if his fans like that and mm-hmm. he thinks it's funny, then he's entertained his audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he was thinking pretty small if he's like, I just want to entertain the, the 20 guys on Reddit, you know, right. or whatever, that really right. like this right, stuff. Right. Um, you know, people, you know, you're, if you're called up to SNL, it's going to be found, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised SNL didn't find her. Maybe they did and they didn't care. Or maybe they don't have a department. Right. Maybe, maybe they should instigate institute a department Who of kn- scrubbing tweets and podcasts. Right. Who knew that that would be a thing, and they might be behind on that. But um, Do you know who knows how to scrub the internet? Uh, this Solmson? guy. Uh, I pay him a thousand dollars a month, and uh, he's on retainer. If you and I get any sort of network attention, this whole podcast is coming down. Right. Whose name? Are you? you didn't even listen to me. You're writing down a name. Yes, Andrew Solmson. Yeah. Uh, probably knows how to ha- or who to hire, right? Yes. What do you? That fuck. <laughs> he knows how to scrub the internet. Sure. And what you got to oh, do? He took his own shit down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 All guy. evidence of crimes. All sure. evidence of of crimes and being gross and being disgusting. Uh, unfortunately, he's creating new wreckage every day. <laughs> so uh, well, it's too bad. Well, you know, I, I don't think SNL will. Uh, I, I think they you would. You think that they'll I keep think them? if they did, they would have. We're going to do it. They would have done it immediately. You know. 
But why it, do you think so, they're not doing it? Why Why do you think they wouldn't do it? Um, I've never met anyone there except for Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on the program. And well, I knew him when he was a comic. Right. I, um, I, I don't think, I think it's a story that's, while it's very intense for right now, I think it'll be gone in a week, in a way, um, because everything moves so quickly. And, you know, we just hop on to the next uh lily pad and get angry about it um but i but i but in terms of like thinking bigger if you're a young comic you know like networks pay attention to this kind of shit right and um you know nbc's owned by comcast and and they pay attention but but you're saying they don't do anything anyway i don't know i i I don't know i i um i mean i i i'm guessing that they won't because they would have acted by now okay just because it's taken so long. Right. But that also surprises me, too, you know? That they're not acting on it? Right. Yeah, because the thing is, is there's a thousand of that guy. It's not like that guy's irreplaceable. Was he... I mean, he obviously went through several la- layers of vetting. Sure, sure, sure. But, um... Yeah. I, by the way... You, uh, do you want to keep... You got anything else on this? I don't know. I made lots of notes. <laughs> Did you? Oh, a couple of comics really like depressed me oh yeah you know like people i thought were smarter than that were acting like the fact that this was leaked was the worst thing that ever happened and oh defending the shade guy or not or just like um uh the fact that it was reported was like like the original sin uh no oh that that somebody narked on him or something like like, it was gonna get found yeah you know okay it got found on day one yeah you know, found on day one. So because sad, I think because he'd taken comics. down. Pardon me. Who? Oh, who's all sad well, that I, that somebody was that that somebody that guy, and then of course this guy. But and these are people that are that that oh, I don't that feel like have like I can understand if you are oh, those two guys. If you're if you have some shitty content out there that right. you're hoping nobody finds, but these guys are both good joke writers, and I don't. I'm like and good wh- guys. Yeah. Why? Why are you? Why are you? What are you angry care? about this? Well, and the, th- the, the why are you on this side of history? Because it, I'll tell you, what, that's a great question. Because both of those guys are great joke writers and good comics and good men. Yeah, but uh, fucking button pushers. Okay, like in real life, they want. They've both done the dork forest. Right. Scan the dork forest. This is my <laughs> tricksy way of you go to the dork forest. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're right. It's uh. uh just deliberate bush- button pushing is seems like such a waste such of time and energy. But so much energy. So I guess that's energy. a lot of Twitter. It's a lot of Twitter, and it's a lot of of. I think it's men are encouraged, you know, to do this weird button pushing. That I mean, there's and and I'm not saying women are bitches, man. Women are bitches, man. Yeah, anyway, I know. but. Uh, <laughs> But men are button pushers, hmm. and I think that they're bred to be button pushers because they have to deal with so much more of it coming up than women ha- ever had. To. What do you mean? Well, I think that there's a there's a, and this is arbitrary, and I'm no, making it up like as I go. Brothers, so you might know. right. So the bull busting that goes on, okay, among men folk, right, that we have witnessed for thirty years, yeah. odd thirty odd years, is will. You know, just be a reaction. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm going to bust his balls, and then he's going to bust my balls, and then later, we're going to have a real good conversation. You right. know, and uh, so this feels like just sort of defending. 
that sort of culture, which that is weird. That almost describes a lot of comedy right now of I'm going to fucking button push for a little bit and then get to my good shit. Yeah. Are you so it's like warming up? Right. Right. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's just do the jokes. Just write the punchlines, man. Um, I should probably, can I tell people that this week, if you are anywhere in the Colorado area, come to Denver. Please do. I'm doing Comedy Works all week. I'm doing the one in the Burbs, and then I'm also doing a benefit on Thursday day for uh, Colorado um, youth. I'm, uh, Which, I'm, my hair is purple, so it should all work out. I'm going to be in New York on uh, Saturday night. Oh, wow. I'll be at the stand, and I will be at the Broadway Have you been Comedy to the Club. new stand yet? I haven't. This will be it. This will be it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I'm I'm super excited. Um, and uh, it's been too long since I've been in New York, and I'm like, oh fuck! I hope I'm not all soft and LA ish right now. You know, you know what? It'll be nice. very worrisome. It'll be good. Um, I also I also think if you if if a comic is under attack, right? Yeah. And this happens every couple months now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know the comic. It's. I mean, it's natural that you're going to be a little less critical of yes. the person, or you know, pretend you don't see that story on Twitter <laughs> or, or whatever. I do so, like that. So I wonder <laughs> if those guys, if they know him, and they just, you know, we we are oh, yeah, all yeah. tribal creatures. Um, I would, you know. I yeah. would come to your defense, Jackie. I know you have some horrible skeletons in your closet. Right. Again, are... listen to 600 episodes of the Dork Forest and find <laughs> out what horrible skeletons. What horrible, horrible skeletons. Hey, let's stop again for another uh, Max Fun. Okay. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. We're back. Mm-hmm. So... I will say this is uh, the jokes are coming together. Yeah. I have um, I've, I've been I've been trying to work. You know how like you have a dream I have or in shall, let's put it this way. I have a dream for this joke that is six minutes long. But if I'm doing a shorter set than a 45 55, mm-hmm. uh, I just do the parts at work because I feel the audience deserves them. Mm-hmm. Which means that I don't work on the parts that don't work, which means that the joke may not need them, which means that the joke might be much shorter than I thought, but I think that there's other punchlines in the other minute and a half. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes they're a lot shorter than they... Than, than I believe them to be. <laughs> right. It's... Uh, um, I will yeah, say- and I do think sometimes the audience is like, uh, I've heard enough on this topic. I yeah. know you think there's nine more jokes, but I'm actually done with it. Right. Um, and, uh, but that might be in your telling, in one in one's telling of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, I, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was also going to say, I just finished a book. Yeah. I'm going to get away from comedy. Okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, I want to do a set tonight, but I am 
I'm doing a show on Tuesday, too. I'm in town. Okay. And, oh, I'm so sorry, but I've forgotten where it is. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Cation. And um, did you see Jen Kirk? I'm going to go in nine different directions. Did you see Jen's thing about her... Her, her news? Uber driver? No, no, her her news... Um, that she wants people to sign up for her news. Oh yeah, she always does that. She always does that, but she did a little video yeah. and then yeah. I can't tell if people are button pushing her by going, So wait, are you gonna be <laughs> I can't tell if she is just being lit up. I, or- I was first uh, point these these tweets were first pointed out to me by Ta- Paul F. Tompkins who said it was one of his favorite parts of Twitter is when someone says to Jen, When are you come into Philly and she <laughs> says, I was just there, maybe if you subscribe to my newsletter you get it. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have all of my brain cells clearly because I was talking about something. You were oh, talking I, about. Oh, I have a Tuesday night set, but okay. I, I would like to. I might after this go to Flappers and just see if I can strong arm my way on. You probably can. There might be something going on. At least an open mic. I have I have sets every single night, and then I leave on uh, Friday night for New York. So unless- that's why we're doing two. Yeah, because I come back. I'm also there's a Sunday night show in Denver. What? Yeah. Oh, so that's why I'm coming back on Monday. Okay, which is well, why we have to do two. That's okay with me. Sometimes these Sunday night podcasts, then yeah. my brain is wired, and I'm I'm up till like one, and then I start my week off exhausted. Right. Well, we're gonna have to record several of them because of this France thing. I was just looking into Lyon. Yeah, and uh, it looks like there is a, a movie. There, there's a there. There are there's a museum of miniatures that have been used in movies, and it's supposed to be great, but I've seen such things here. Yeah. Uh, but let's travel to France and see it. No, yeah. It, you know, you're in France. Right. Um, I mean, if you're going to go to a museum, go to the Louvre. Well, not and, in, Lyon. in Lyon. I know, but I'm just saying, you know. You don't have to see miniatures in France, Jackie. Right. You can go to my mom's bedroom and see. <laughs> she got little some gnomes. porcelain cats. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right. right from, good for her. Do you remember Lipton Tea used to give out, uh, they used to have little porcelain animals? I do not. Oh, yes. She collect, she get them? She get them all? Uh, no, but my, when I, growing up, my, one of my uh, friends, Jenny, her mom was from Britain and she loved Lipton Tea. And uh, they they would put a little porcelain animal inside every single box of them, and oh, uh, you can collect them all. And oh, I wow. got a lot of them. All right, because Jenny was over it. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished a book that you will like because I've been get this. I've been afraid of reading this author who for thirty years, James Baldwin. Oh right, right, right. I have not read anything by James Baldwin. I have been told by my friend Mary Skinner and by any number of friends over the last thirty years to yeah. read James Baldwin. Right. James Baldwin, African American writer. Uh, and I always feel I always uh, felt this is what I felt what the books would be. And I've only read one so Jack, far. Just I have not read any of his books, but I have forwarded many of his quotes on Twitter. Oh, have you? Yes. There you go. Uh, this is uh, that's what made me finally go stop forwarding quotes of an author you've never read well if so, it's a quote you read you just read a quote i that did counts. wait a minute it's not a book right. i think you're right thank you <laughs> i have read baldwin wait kill martin's read baldwin and i've I read, read lots one, of baldwin and i read beale street which was just made into a movie oh but um the if beale street could talk is what the name of it is mm-hmm. and the reason i never wanted to read james baldwin because i've read all the quotes and I was like, oh, it's going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> there, and this inspirational. Is, and inspirational and heartbreaking. And I, so I read If Beale Street Could Talk, and it was heartbreaking, but it was also 
incredibly funny mm-hmm. and sweet and poignant. And here's the crazy part. Blessedly short. 193 pages. Hmm. It reminded me, it's sort of like, uh, I want James Baldwin to have Hemingway's career. Sort of like I want Chad Daniels to have Bill Burr's career. Sure. It, it's not that I don't like Bill Burr, and it's not that I don't like Hemingway. Yeah. And, uh, how great is everybody to get compared to Hemingway and, uh, and James Baldwin here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Daniels is going, wait, am I James Baldwin in this? Congratulations <laughs> to me. Anyway, but it's uh, because James Baldwin it is so... Uh, like sparely written it is just beautiful the prose is the words it's so good yeah right, right and as you know and i read this book and the weird thing is is i was like oh i need to know that it ends well i need to know that it ends well and so i have to reread the last third of it because i was racing to the end and as far as i just my comprehend i'm like did i did it end the way I think it ended? And so I have to reread it. And I don't want to spoil it, so I won't tell okay. you. But uh, but I think you would love it. Okay. Because, first of all, you can read Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's almost your go-to. Dude, I love it. You'll love it. It's, and if Beale Street could talk, it was great. So I just have to ask. I don't think... I think the 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 bald the other baldwin book was given to me by my friend mary skinner a friend of mine from college whatever mm-hmm. you don't know her. uh but it was a, a pile of uh short stories which i've never been a fan of short stories they're hard for me to read oh man they uh it's it sucks because you get all you're all into the character and then they're gone it's over yeah you're like how about a how about a nice trilogy how about that how about we spread this out i'm reading normal people by sally rooney yeah and what is it's it? really good it won all the prizes it's got it's, all the prizes yeah, so New she's or? an irish author oh of course <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean it's just really it's really great yeah 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 she does that thing that i like um where the when a character speaks it's not in quotation marks oh and i i um it's is, how is it formatted is it just a, it's just a, like a, it's indented written a, or yeah, yeah okay yeah she just doesn't use quotation marks okay and it um uh does it, feel it just more doesn't feel like immediate or announced when someone's okay. speaking quotation marks you know cool you know that's an interesting Cormac mccarthy does the same thing and the first time i read him i i started writing like i used to write these little weekly blogs on my website i accidentally saw the movie the movie that he wrote which one uh claire danes i think where she fucks a car uh hmm he wrote- i don't remember that book <laughs> I, perhaps thinking of different people <laughs> no he wrote the road right yeah and won the pulitzer or the, the yeah, guggenheim i don't or remember the what MacArthur? the guggenheim there, there's a bunch of a grants. museum i know it is i think he won a museum a <laughs> um, all right i'm checking the time please oh, how are we 52 okay eight minutes well and then another hour Right. I've got two more big topics. Okay. That I'm yeah. saving, you guys. I'm saving the big top. So th- this last week, Christopher Titus was on uh, Dork Forest talking about Prince. Mm-hmm. And that was fascinating. And I told Chris Titus that he was a jackass when we first worked together in the 90s. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's what I was. I was a jackass in the 90s. Yeah. And I said, and then we worked in 2003. And he said, wasn't much better by then. And now, uh, and because he's a, he's a pretty decent guy now. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I worked with him at, uh, at Roosters a couple times. And then I worked with him at... Uh, in the 90s or the early 2000s? In the 90s. Okay. At, the, at the Comedy House Theater in Savannah. Did you ever work those gigs? Georgia? Aubrey Pippin. No. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Aubrey yeah, Pippin. Yeah, <laughs> man. 
classic the classic club where they um they leave they want you to rate the feature the headliner and the MC. Oh, that and was then, a glimpse into like a hell. Yes, and then uh then you you give your answers to the waitress who puts it in a giant like fishbowl and I was working with Mo Alexander at the fuck I forget which one we were at. Um might have been Columbia, South Carolina, and the headliner was the guitar guy. I'm kind of jealous. The headliner was the guy with the guitar, a country singer, Rodney Carrington. Oh wow! Yeah, he was he was working clubs back then, and uh, so we went. We Mo got the uh, the fishbowl, and we just just started picking out all the ones that criticized us. Oh, that was they that- even remembered us, by the way, because they're like Rodney, right? Exactly. And if anyone thinks that. If you had access to that bowl and you weren't throwing away the bad ones, yeah. they're out of their damn minds. Yeah. That's why they got rid of the rating system, because they would lose those people's <laughs> telephone oh, numbers. Oh, yeah, their email addresses. Right, and, and email stuff. addresses, yeah. because we were like, oh, they didn't like me, crumple. Yeah, fuck you. I yeah. don't want you back at this club ever. Exactly. I'm trying to work for a living. <laughs> and, uh, that's hilarious. But, Rodney uh, Carrington, wow. Yeah, horrific that uh, they would even ask. You know? It's just a terrible idea. But he was ne- he, he was never at the club. He it was like his little comedy franchise, and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd you, I like, drove you'd, his car once. Aubrey's no, uh, Rodney Carrington's. Why? Because I was no. Doing- I don't mean Rodney was never at the club. Oh, oh, Rodney was like at the oh, club. Pippin. Pippin, yeah, yeah. I thought you the, meant Rodney would come in right before his headline set to no, his no, set no. and bail. No, and then he sold T-shirts for twenty-five a pop afterwards. And in the nineties, yeah, he was the guy that told me if he didn't like the crowd, he made the T-shirts more expensive. You know what? He is the guy's kind of a, a marketing genius. Totally. Yeah. I just, not even I just drove of. by a billboard where he's at a casino. Oh, like he's always months at a casino. Ago. Yeah. So I was doing um, the Tulsa Comedy Club in Tulsa. Right. And oh. And I was, it was the last time I featured, and it was for a New Orleans guy. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that guy's name? I used to know it. But he was a New Orleans comic named Jack, I think. Okay. And um, his, his wife had won the lottery. The lottery lottery. Wow. And I worked with him, and he was drunk most of like the time. How much, like how much? Like $100,000? Millions or like- of dollars. What right. the fuck? The, the, he won the Louisiana State Lottery for oh millions of dollars. Oh, my God. And he, I said, well, what, what are you guys doing No wonder you don't remember his name. He's done. He's, Why would you keep doing this? Well, that's what he, he said. I'm not good at stand-up comedy, but I'm really <laughs> good at networking. Oh. Randy, the Randy guy who owned the Tulsa Comedy Club. Right. Who was a mess. Um, Is he dead? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, <laughs> oh so, no, I headlined right. New Year's Eve one year, and he was the guy who came up and French kissed me at midnight. Oh, my God. The club owner. But Jackie, it was New Year's Eve. That's what he said. He was so <laughs> fucking drunk, too. He was tequila out, and I was like, Randy, get off, you and your mullet got to get off my face. That mullet. Oh, my God. Remember that the mullet? mullet? I, how could you forget? It was the mullet. Yeah. It was, it's the iconic. I'm sorry he's not here for you guys to see it anymore. <laughs> I'm not. But he was, uh, he, didn't he? He loved me, man. get a waitress pregnant or married a waitress? He married a waitress. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think, yeah. and then, and then, uh, and his, uh, whatever. He was so racist. And so yeah. I was at breakfast once and he said, like, his daughter, three year old daughter, I was with him, his daughter, and his three year old daughter said something just Melissa, crazy. Melissa's wife was Melissa. Why do I rec- crazy remember to her the, name? Crazy to the waitress. Uh, about about the waitress. Wait, what? Racist. The kid said something racist about the waitress. Wait, the three-year-old? Yeah. About the waitress Being serving black. you guys? Oh, yeah. my God. And he laughed, and I said, nope. Nobody fucking learns that oh, term without, without having been taught that term. And he's like, she doesn't know. And I said, right. Oh, my You're God. You're the dick. 
And uh, he oh, I'm was sure like, he's not here to raise her any longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, oh my god, yeah, he's a mess. So, uh, he, but he's dead now, you guys. Anyway, so now I'm worried I about his daughter. I hope Tulsa. she's okay. Okay, so I'm in Tulsa. You don't care, Rodney Carrington. I'm feet this back in the '90s. I'm featuring for the Jack guy, whose whose wife won the lottery, and they. It was the funniest thing he said all week. He said, yeah, she won the lottery. And so what we're doing is we're sending all of our nieces and nephews to private schools because public schools in Louisiana, you might as well hit them with a shovel. Oh. And, uh, and I was like, why don't you do that on stage? He's like, well, I wouldn't want to give Louisiana bad, bad, a black eye. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's the funniest thing you've said all week. I did not say that. But he was super nice to me. Yeah. And, and, uh, but he was the one who said, you know, I'm not very funny, but I'm really good at networking. And Rodney Carrington was a good friend of his, came yeah. to the show one night, and they were like, we're going to go party. And, uh, and, and they're like, you're going to come with us and drive Rodney's <laughs> car. Because it was in 99. And it was I fun, just, Jackie. It was, it was, no, no, no. It was, oh. it was right after I got sober. Oh. And, and so it had to be like 98 or 99. And so I was like... Okay, I'm the feature. Yeah. And so I right, went right, and I, right. I lasted as long as I could last. And yeah. then it was me and Rodney Carrington's wife. Okay. And uh, his wife wanted to go home. And yeah. I desperately wanted to go home. Yeah. And his uh, and Rodney was like, but I need my car. We're going to keep drinking. And so. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to be able to drive home after right, you finish right. drinking. You got to be able to uh, finish drinking and then drive home. And so um, his wife says, I'll dr- take Jackie with me. She'll drive her car back. Uh, here and I was like, "What's happening?" And <laughs> wait, so, wait, you're going to drive the wife home and then come back and get Rodney? Yeah, when he's drunk. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a great deal. Yeah. So what happens is, so I drive her home and then, but Rodney's all up in my face. He's like, "It's a brand new car. It's a, good, <laughs> it's a gajillion dollar car. Be careful with the car." And I was like, "I'm the only one sober here. I don't think you understand <laughs> that it's going to be fine. I have a driver's license." Okay, so we drive to their castle, which is outside of Tulsa. Oh, he lives in Tulsa. He lives outside of ca- Tulsa in a Still? castle. Yeah, and some. Or or he did in 99 wow. and so 98 and so i then i drive back and i get back to them and then i say to jack the other guy i was like so i'm gonna take the car because we were lent a car remember tulsa used to lend you a car i wasn't there when they what a cars. terrible idea somebody crashed it of course and it was bang it was just a piece they of shit they used to do that at laughs unlimited too you had and a they, car for, and a house for the week oh the one in old sack yeah the mm-hmm. worst name of any part of town ever sacramento old yeah. sack jackie as a former northern californian i can't abide by your insults <laughs> as a as a person who loves geography i can't <laughs> abide by you calling it northern california because there's six more hours it's of not california. north cal oh okay because <laughs> there's six more hours of california there's um, from sacramento there's like three jackie oh crescent heights i did it once did not know how far away it was it's from called here citrus heights no it was crescent heights no crescent in- crescent city crescent city oh, crescent city yeah yeah and um anyway we could argue we can keep arguing but Wait, why don't did we you do finish it? your rodney story yeah, well, People it's, are essentially, hooks. are they? Well, then mm-hmm. let me tell you that I came back, the car unharmed. I left the car with Rodney. I said, drive Jack back to the condo where we were both staying. I'm taking the shitty car back to the condom and I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they both lived. Everybody lived. Yeah. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.